Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. What's up, folks? Welcome into this Hardwood Handicappers here on February 1st. Jonathan Von Tobel, Zach Cohen, and Kelly Bidlin all here today. It is a full house on a short day in the NBA. This will be a pretty quick episode. Not much to go over in the association in terms of the games later today. A lot of injury notes to get to. But before we get to it, I know I like to go over stuff we saw last night. And I wanted to ask both of you this because I was watching stuff and I had a hot take. So this morning, actually, I rewatched Bucks and Trailblazers because I didn't get to watch a chance to sit down and watch it last night. You ready for my hot take? What you got? I don't think it's actually that hot. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks aren't making it past the semifinals. They're going to get smoked by a team that's got a pretty good guard. Like, I watched that yesterday, and I watched a team that went right back to their basic, boring, vanilla drop coverage on defense, and Anthony Simons in the third quarter was just like, oh, like, you guys are just going to play basic drop defense? All right, cool. Well, I'm going to destroy you when Brooke Lo- when uh, Lopez drops off right into the paint a million yards away, and I'll bomb away from three. And then when Brooke Lopez tries to actually kind of step up and not drop as far, I'm going to blow by him, and I'm going to get to the rim, and I'm going to destroy him. And guess what? Because Lopez is dropping, if I blow by him but the shot doesn't fall, there's DeAndre Ayton to clean it up, and we'll get a second-chance opportunity. I thought that was – I know they had a chance to win the game, I thought it was a very poor showing for them defensively yet again, and especially in a game where in the half court, Portland had actually a pretty good offensive rating. Zach, I'll start with you because I think you ended up on Portland, but I, I just watched that yesterday. I was like, why would I trust? I thought immediately of the Bucks team that lost to the Heat the first time in the bubble. I was like, why would I trust this team? Why would I not expect a barrage of three-point shots and an effective point guard to be able to destroy this team once you get to the postseason? Yep, I had a lean on the Blazers, and I ended up talking myself into it when I went on primetime later that night. I just don't trust the Bucks defense. Like you said, I, I think this is a team that really has some problems. I can easily see them losing to either the Knicks or the Cavaliers in the second-round series. I think that both of those teams would present some real problems for them, especially the Knicks, though. I think that you know the Knicks have some of that Miami Heat toughness to them, but then they have Brunson, who the Bucks would not be able to stop in a seven-game series. So I do agree with you. It's a team that I firmly believe is on upset watch in the second round. You're only giving the doctor a few games to uh, get it figured out. Come on, Doc Rivers has got to get this all settled. Come on, man. Um, I'm not too. I, I, I'm. I understand what you guys are saying. This team is flawed. It's been flawed from day one. Um, I'm not but. worried yet. I'm not worried yet. And by not worried, I think you're. I mean, I think the semifinals is a. I mean, that's a pretty good over under kind of anyways for them, right? Like, I yeah. Mean, here's the Kelly. If they're like, if they're the three in the in Indiana's the six, would you really trust that they're going to get out of that series? Would no. you lay that price? No, yeah, probably not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, probably like... not. Um, <laughs> I just still, I still think they're one of the teams that has the biggest potential upside. We just haven't seen yet. And you, are we getting to a point where I'm going to have to just not believe in this team anymore? Yes. Yeah, I, I will fully admit that. There's no, I'm not going to be the guy 
that we're rolling into the playoffs and if they still look like the same team that they've looked like all season long, I'm not going to sit here pounding the table against you guys. Be like, no, 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 they're going to be fine just because of Giannis and Dame. Like, no, nah, you're going to have to see it at some point. I'm just, I'm not at the point yet where I'm going to completely give up on them because I think that offense can be so overwhelming. Yeah, I think that's fair, but I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I've watched enough because here's the thing. I can't blame Kelly. you guys either. Everything you just said about last night is completely accurate. They've been doing it all season long. They can't stop those guys, those good right. guards. And I would ask, like, what do you think Doc Rivers is going to add that's going to make it better? No, no I, I, well, okay. I can't answer that question, but I can't do anything that's going to make it any worse. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's, that's all I got. <laughs> like, whatever, anybody, whatever anybody's been asking me about Doc Rivers, like, that's the thing. I don't expect the offense to get any worse. And it's been, it been a top five offense all season long. And, and the defense just really can't get much worse. So, I, as long as he does anything, I, I, I think it's going to improve in, I mean, JVT, when we talked about this team, you know, in the summertime and, 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 and everything, and even when they just got Dame, it was, to me, it was, okay, if you can keep that top five offense and just be, be, in the, be in the teens, be a top 15 defense in the league, like, I think that's good enough for, the, for this team. And I still kind of feel that way. It's just they, have, they haven't hit that on the defensive side. They've been a bottom, you know what, five, six, seven team in the NBA all season long. Yeah, in uh, in the month of January for Milwaukee, eight and eight straight up, three and thirteen against the spread, twentieth in non garbage time defensive efficiency at one nineteen point four points per one hundred possessions allowed. And uh, the kicker here is that three and thirteen ATS mark. They are failing to cover by six point seven points per game. So yeah. like it's it's bad. Like they're not even getting close. They're getting in shootouts here with bad teams. Uh, obviously, the two games set in Detroit that led to Adrian Griffin getting fired. Uh, this back and forth affair last night it was an absolute nightmare. And I also thought, and this is why I wanted to bring this up, because, Kelly, you're here. Um, your baby Trailblazers are looking pretty good here in this uh, little stretch that they are on. So they're only 5-4 and four in their last nine games, but for where they've been, that's pretty good. And the big thing is, if we're talking about that 5-4 and four straight up mark, uh, they have covered six of those games, so 6-3 and three against the spread, and covering by just over seven points per game. So yeah. Trailblazers looking good, looking improved. Scoot Henderson had a pretty good FU first half last night. Um, which I thought was awesome. Had a nasty dunk going baseline. Like it, the Trailblazers are looking healthy. I think Shaden Sharp's coming back here pretty soon, so that's a good positive for them. But Trailblazers covering numbers, winning games, and looking improved. Yeah, they, they are. Uh, I, I think the only the the only problem, right, is I mean their whole season. Uh, you know when they've kind of they've just dealt through so, with so many injuries for the entirety of the season, and you always knew that this team wasn't going to be good enough that. They were likely going to be sellers at the trade deadline, right? So a couple, one or two or multiple of these guys are probably leaving. So Blazers fans, just look at the young guy, the young guys and building on the future. That's what you got to focus on. And I hope everything gets back to back to good there. Cause that was uh Zach, I know you heard us talking about it on a numbers game this morning, but that, that, some of those, some of those fans last night, I felt so bad for man. Like they could not, they were, they were so great to Dame coming back. And we talk about fan bases these days that are just so they overreact to everything and they always demand winners and expect winners and stuff like that. And just like the one kid holding the one sign of like, Dame, go in your ring and then come back home was like, I don't know why, but I'm like, you just don't that, that hit home so hard where you're like, what a great fan base. Like these guys deserve a winner. It's still shocking that we're talking about this team that Dame really wasn't able to win anything significant there. Uh, while in his time at Portland, they couldn't surround him with the pieces for the entire time that he was there to get that done. And it's just, 
Yeah, you feel for that fan base. And, and, and yes, I think they have some pieces that they can build on and it will get better over the years, but it might take a little while here. Yeah, I didn't know how they were going to react to him. So it was nice to see it was mostly a positive reaction. I, I think the future is bright for them. I think I would like to see them move Simons just because I, I think that you need to move forward with Scoot and Sharp having the ball as often as they can. Yeah. I think Simons is kind of somewhere in between the two as a combo guard that's also kind of in between timelines in a way. So I think you can get a decent return for him and then just kind of roll the ball out to Scoot. All right. Yeah, so, you guys ready to move on? Yeah, so like go, that though, I mean, that though right there, Zach, right? Like if you're going to move, so let's say over the next year, over the next year between this trade deadline all the way to na- next trade deadline, who is likely off of that team? Uh, we're going to talk about Jeremy Grant, right? We're going to talk about, let's say, let's say Simons. Cause I agree with you there. Simons. Wait, you said Jeremy Grant off the team. Yes. Yeah. You think so? He's got three years and like $80 million left or something like that. <laughs> I, mean, after this I, I think year. they're going to be actively trying to move him this, this trade deadline this summer, or maybe even next year. Um, I mean, I'd try, I'd try too. I don't know how many people are going to take. Him. I mean, yeah, that yeah. might be the problem. Yes. Um, yeah. but I, I mean, I think that he's likely gone. I don't know how you guys feel about Aiden. I have no idea with DeAndre Aiden. They're probably just stuck with him, huh? Stuck. Yeah, they're probably just stuck with him. So I, it's just how many guys are going to be gone? And Brogdon, I think, will be gone just because someone will be willing to get, probably overpay for Malcolm Brogdon. Or do you mm-hmm. think those days have gone? No, I think he'll be. I think this he might be gone this trade deadline. That's yeah. that's what I would think too, because yeah. I think someone's going to be willing to pay. So it's going to be a very different looking team, is my point. Like after next trade deadline or even next season, but you're going to get a lot in return for some of these guys that we're talking about, like you know, like you just brought up. Zach. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right. So we got a very full card today. Only four games. Uh, and a lot of questionables, a lot of injuries, a lot of issues. And as somebody who got burned yesterday by trying to play the, he's questionable, but I think he's going to play game. And uh, Nikola Jokic ended up not playing. And the Nuggets fought hard in a game in that contest against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, ultimately, though, did not win that game. And I do think, let me double check here. What was the final score? They ended up covering the closing number uh, of yeah. uh, one, six and a half, five and a half, depending on where you got it. So very, very tightly contested contest. So we have four games. Let's start at the top, work our way around, and see where we're at with some of these because I know you guys got a couple. Uh, we'll start with the first matchup. Los Angeles Lakers, Boston Celtics opened 11, 240 and a half. We are now at 12 with a total of 242. The injury concerns here are aplenty. All for the Los Angeles Lakers, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, both questionable, and that's where we start. Now, Zach, I'll go with you here first. Both have always been kind of questionable. Davis has actually been more listed as probable every game. Yeah. So I think that this is a true questionable for him. 
LeBron James has been listed as questionable for every game. He's also been playing, though. Um, so I don't know what to do with this. I think there's a very real shot that both don't play here tonight for the Los Angeles Lakers. But how do you handle a game like this? I only took a LeBron James player prop. So if he doesn't play, I won't be burned in any way, shape, or form. But I, I took Mark. LeBron over 24 and a half points. I think that what you said about Davis is true. I think he's actually dealing with something pretty serious right now. I know we played the clip last time we were on, but I think he's dealing with a groin injury that is hampering him in some way. So I do think that if you do get LeBron out there, he's going to have to be aggressive as a scorer. And I know that uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are two very good wing defenders. You have uh, Porzingis, a very good rim protector. But James is capable of, you know, muscling these guys on his way to the basket or posting them up if he really wants to. I think if he's aggressive as a scorer in this game, it's pretty realistic that he scores at least 25 points. I also put a little something on him to have 30 plus just because I do think this is a game where, you know, you'll probably get the most locked in version of LeBron in a Lakers Celtics rivalry game on national television with the Lakers struggling. I see this setting up as a game where he plays really hard, tries to put on a show. Yeah, this, uh, I like that call, um, you know, specifically highlight the note of, uh, the note of playing a player prop. Cause if a guy gets scratched, uh, you're getting your money back. So you're not getting burned on that. Um, this, I mean, this line, like, I'm, I'm going to just ask this as an open question because these Celtics lines have been like driving me nuts all year, especially at home, dude, especially at home. And then Lakers too, right? Like both teams have been two of the trickiest, like numbers to figure out because they're both so overvalued. Or I, don't know, I guess Boston hasn't been, but the Lakers have been. So I want to say this line is telling me that one of these guys is not playing tonight at least, but I don't really know that I can say that when dealing with these two teams. <laughs> I, I think though that's what this line is telling us. I like that. I like that play, uh, Zach. I mean, in theory, if 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 all these guys, if LeBron and AD went tonight, I don't think I'd bet it. But man, twelve is a lot of points. That would be a uh, a lot of points for a when you're dealing with a Boston front court that's as banged up as their front court is, and it does look like Horford's going to go tonight, right? But Cornette is. Uh, he's questionable, which is better than out, right? He's missed, what, the past two games? Um, mm. Luke Cornette has. So you're just a little thin down low when you got guys like LeBron, AD, that you know are going to want to take it to the rim as much as possible. I think that kind of evens things out. Might, maybe just turns this game into a math game like we talk about all the time. Threes from Boston, twos, twos from L.A., more consistent twos from L.A., what ends up winning out. Um I, w- I might be looking at same kind of player props with you, Zach, though, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait and see who ends up going for both sides. Cause I do think those, the Boston bigs factor into that as well. All right. Makes some sense. I like it. Move on here. Indiana Pacers on the road against the New York Knicks. This one's been steadily heading in favor of the Indiana Pacers. We opened up four with a total of two, should be three and a half with a total of two forty. We're down to two and a half with a total of two thirty six or so injury concerns here uh, on the Indiana side, at least in terms of what is listed. Tyrese Halliburton, Benedict Matherin, TJ McConnell, Jalen Smith, uh, all listed as questionable. And uh, on the other end, OG Ananobi, Quentin Grimes, both listed as questionable. We know that Julius Randle isn't playing. We know that Mitchell Robinson isn't playing. I don't know what we're doing here. I suppose the market believes that Tyrese Halliburton is going to play. I think that's why you're seeing the slow move toward Indiana. It would make the most sense. Um, But in terms of all of these questionables on both sides, I'm not sure how you'd feel comfortable really diving in either way until information is clear. Zach, go ahead. I think you said it perfect on a numbers game this morning about this game. Yeah, I I took the Pacers with the points. I also sprinkled the money line here. I do think that the questionable tag next to Tyrese Halliburton is, you know, an upgrade over what we've seen. I think that the reports have kind of been that he will be back tonight. So could be your first game where you have Halliburton and Siakam out there. 
Uh, I think this is a game where you're really going to miss Julius Randle scoring if you're the Knicks. I mean, I've, I've kind of bet against them these last few days thinking that they're going to be missing them. They haven't because they've been getting blistering hot shooting from their role players outside of Jalen Brunson. I, I think in a game like this, though, you're playing against a Pacers team that's second in offensive rating, first in pace. You're going to need a lot more than just Brunson. I don't think you can really count on it from anywhere consistently in a game like this. So I don't know. I don't know who's going to help Brunson keep up with one of the best offenses in the league. I think this is a really good spot for the Pacers if you do get both of those stars out there. Yeah. The, is that good? No, I was just going to say, Zach, you, I, like, I think you said it perfect on a numbers game this morning. I know you've been betting against him. I've kind of was, it felt like a couple of weeks ago, riding this kind of Knicks, Knicks train. They were rolling off all these wins. That was great. I've kind of jumped off and slowed down because I've had the same thought as you as these injuries have started to stack up a little bit. I'm like, okay, I don't really know if they can keep this going. They've kept it going. I'm at the point now where I'm, I'm not jumping in tonight with you, but it is going to be a game by game. Look at check in on the Knicks. Cause I think they're going to start to get a little bit overvalued here if they're not already. Cause I I'm with you. I, the fact that they're still getting this done with, with not having Randall, not having Mitchell Robinson, OG and Anobi questionable tonight in, you know, in and out. I just, I, I think eventually that, that hot shooting, uh, you know, that we're not, we're going to see that go away a little bit and this team's going to regress. Uh, a little bit. I do. I still. I still think this team is is extremely impressive. As you guys said at the beginning of the pod, do I think they could upset most teams in the Eastern Conference? Yeah, I, I actually do. I think they've kind. Of, I'm more sold on this Knicks team this year than I've been on them. You know, any of the past four years, right? Even that. Uh, even when they made that run the same year as the Hawks. What was that? Three years ago at this point. Um, so I. That's how I'm kind of looking at them. It literally game by game here. I think it's going to be picking that spot to bet against them. I'm not, not, not completely on board with it with it with the Pacers tonight. But I understand that's probably the only way I'd be looking to. Does the minutes restriction for Tyrese Halliburton worry you at all? When he played against Boston, only 22 minutes, they cited a minutes restriction. At least for our audience too. Keep that in mind with player props for Tyrese yes, Halliburton. Yeah. But it does seem like he's on a minutes restriction, Zach. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it only because I do think that Nemhard's one of the best backup point guards in the yep. league. I think this is a team that is pretty not well TJ set McConnell? <laughs> McConnell's good too. They have a good point guard depth on this team. They do. They do. <laughs> they really do. TJ McConnell's an irritant. Uh, I think it's yeah. a good word for him. Um, that's also the phrase you use for uh, tiny white point guards. I think that's what you have to do. Uh, contractually obligated. All right, All right just, next uh, up. I go, just, go ahead. I'm going to interrupt real quick, JVT. I just got a couple lines pop up for tomorrow. Don't go to your screen and look at them. Uh, okay. One of the first ones uh, popping up, Suns at Hawks. Suns, an extended uh, uh, East Coast road trip here. Atlanta at mm-hmm. home. Atlanta, the worst ATS team in the league. What is the number on this game? Nobody's injured, right, that I know of. Well, let me pull that up. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, no. Nobody, okay. nobody listed significant. Suns minus, I'll say five and a half. I was going to say four. Three. Okay. Maybe, okay. Maybe the market's getting better. That, that was kind of my market test right there. Yeah. All right. So, but what is that? That's the same number as the Nets last night? The Hawks. It, it is. And, and you know, I would, I would consider playing that as soon as you can because I did – you yeah. did hear Durant after the game referenced their road record on, the, on this recent trip. Yeah. Like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm happy we got back over 500 on this seven-game road trip. Like, they care about this type of thing. Like, they, they want, they're not going to let this game slip. Good out. note yeah. from Zach Cohen. Yeah, <laughs> if that is, uh, that gets released three here in town, I think I'm all over that one. 
Yeah, I think that would be a. I think that would be a. Uh, that is for friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> well done, JVT. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I'm just really bitter. The Hawks stink. They're very bad. Uh, <laughs> I should have played them in that it's spot so against the Lakers, though. Yeah. I, I should have stuck to the guns. We I, talked about that the other day, and then they smoked them, but I couldn't do it because they burned me the, the previous game, and then sure enough, they actually do it. Yeah, did you guys talk about that on the pod? I, I, I waffled so much on that game, I ended up staying away, but I was like, God. Uh, you know what? I, actually, the only the biggest thing I thought about that game, JVT, was thank God I don't have to talk to talk to JVT about this game today because I'm like he's going to pick on me about the Lakers, and then I'm like it's a Lakers Hawks <laughs> matchup. Like, oh, what do God. you do? Your two yeah, loves, exactly. like your two children, yeah. two children fighting each other, two shitty um, children. That's right. Um, the ones that can't keep a job. The ones, uh, the one that you really love the most though is Giannis in the Bucks. Like that's, <laughs> that's the one right. that's at the top of the list. The one that you'll never give up on, never despite the up. fact that he has a cocaine <laughs> habit. You'll never give up on him. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Next up, we don't have to bleep that out. That's fine. Uh, it's a good joke. Next up on the rotation again. There's only four games. Uh, Cleveland on the road against Memphis. Cleveland second leg of a back to back, up from five and a half to eight total. Uh, totals down from two eighteen and a half to two fifteen. Uh, this is one. This is actually the lone one where I had somewhat of an opinion on, which was I think the under was the play. I got priced out pretty quick. Um, again, when you're talking about betting unders, Kelly, I'll start with you. You know, when you're yeah. talking about betting unders with totals under two twenty, you want every point possible. You know, if I'm betting under two forty, two thirty eight, I'll give up a point and a half, whatever. But uh, in this instance, I want every bit. So got priced out here, as we know, very long injury report. And part of the reason why, too, Luke and doubtful. John Conchar is questionable. Uh, Derek Rose, doubtful. There's not much shooting. We know this deal with this Memphis Grizzly team, who've been very competitive. Give them credit. Give them very competitive. I don't know about the side, but had nothing here um, now that the market's at where it's at. Yeah, I thought uh, the exact same way with you as, uh, on the game total, just stuff buzzed. Time stuff opened last night. It was late, late here in town. By the time numbers really popped up uh, for most of these games, and then, like you said, they got, I got bet down immediately. Uh, that was my first look. I did end up making a bet, though. I just bet, I bet the team total under on the on the Grizzlies uh, sure. side here. It's just um, you know they're been, they've been a team I've been picking on a little bit. It's just you, you keep rolling out a G League like lineup. I I, I got to look to bet bet against you one way or another. So uh, with how great this Cavs defense has been playing, you're talking about number one in defensive rating over their last 15 games, 12 and three. We know how the type of run they've been on. Uh, it's been great. And it's all started on the defensive end. And then you're talking about the lack of scores and lack of offense uh, on the, uh, on the, uh, uh, I can't about to say Utah on the Memphis side. Um, yeah. It's a look to uh, play the team total under on Memphis. I think it was one Oh four and a half when I bet it, even that though, kept ticking down, down, down. Uh, yeah. Right now it's at one Oh three and a half on my screen. Mm. So, if you want to go out and play that. And that's in faraway places, we'll see. Yeah, nothing, nothing for me here. Right, cool. like the, injury, the injury list is ridiculous. I mean, if you're looking at anything, you want to take a player prop or something, maybe Vince Williams Jr. over on points. I wanted to play it the other night, and he ended up getting scratched as well. So <laughs> I, I don't, he's the only guy on the team that I think I could trust in the backcourt. So. I think, that, I think I that was my favorite player prop bet of the year so far on the, on the pod. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you were off JVT, but yeah, it was. A, I think it was a really sharp angle from, from yeah. Zach. But then like he just ended up being part of like the nine guys that got scratched for that game. <laughs> yep. All right, last one. Philadelphia 76ers on the road against Utah Jazz. Uh, we saw openers of four and a half with a total of 234 and a half. Numbers pretty much where it's at. Uh, the total has been bet up as high as 238 now. Uh, it does seem that Nick Nurse uh, has told the media that Tyrus Maxey is likely to play here. He is questionable, uh, but the quote was, I think so, when asked if Maxey's going to be available. So I'll say this. Um, 
you know, even with Maxi out there, a jazz, I, I want to bet the jazz here. And Zach, I'll start with you because you've been uh, our jazz pianist on the program. The Jazz, I think, are in a good spot here at home, taking on a 76er team in the midst of this road trip that's not going to have Joel Embiid. I think they're going to be able to score what they want. But I also don't know, like, do I lay four and a half and then Maxie's officially announced active and then what does this get down to? I mean, I don't think it goes crazy. So I think I can still lay four and a half and be perfectly fine. But what would you make of the spot for Utah? This is the only play that I wanted to ask you guys about to be convinced of. Yeah, I don't think it'll move that much. And even if it does, I would still expect Utah to win this game somewhat easily without Maxi. I do think this is a Utah team that is going to be dying to get back home after you know a pretty bad yep. six-game road trip. Last two games, I mentioned it on a numbers game before, that they were really, really lousy offensively. I think that they're going to be welcoming this matchup with no Joel Embiid out there. So I do think this is one where I like the Jazz to bounce back in a pretty big way. And that kind of leans to why I played the over in this game. Yep. I think that the, I think the Jazz are going to be, you know, a much better offensive team now that they're back in Utah than they were on the road. And I also think, you know, no Embiid speeds up the pace. Maxi back in there really speeds up the pace. Although the, I will say, you know, I, I wrote this up at 235. And I haven't done this many times this season. I don't think I'd play the over at 238. I think it gets a, that's a full three points. That's a lot. Yeah. My other thought was team total over for Utah. Uh, Like to, again, kind of foe back them in a certain way, not ask them to win by margin, but just ask them to score and get up and down the floor against Philly. And, and who knows? I mean, for look, it's only been, I think about seven days. It's only been a week, right. For Tyrese Maxey in terms of the last time he's played, but for your first game back after a week off to be in Utah, it's gotta be pretty tough, right. To play at altitude and in an up and down game like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he. I mean, he does what log the most minutes or one of the most minutes in the yeah. NBA. So I, I, I don't, I don't want to go directly, con- uh, you know, questioning his conditioning, but coming off of actually being hurt, sure, I think that's a di- different story. Um, I think I'm going to end up staying away. I did look. It, it was one of those. It was first look was to the over, just game over, and then like you guys said, that that numbers kind of kept kept creeping up. Uh, I think it's going to end up staying being a stay away. I I feel like I've heard a lot of a lot of guys I respect on the jazz the jazz side. I just with, with Maxi coming back, I wasn't as qu- I think he's going to be back with him coming back. I wasn't as quick to jump yeah. on that side. I, I like and it, even if he is back, I think I still just like the to- the the total over better than any side. So uh, pretty heavy lean there, I guess, but it's going to end up staying off my card. All right, cool. That's it, Dunzo. Any last notes? Anything? By the way, a quick update. Um, for local media, uh, I do ESPN Las Vegas drive time. We got to talk to the president of the Las Vegas Aces, and she dropped a little nugget. It was on the record, I think. I don't know. Uh, it's not anything crazy. That allegedly, it's good. Well, ale- yeah, but allegedly, Sabrina Ionescu in this three point competition is actually willing to change it and do it with the NBA ball. And the NBA three-point line. Yeah, she uh, she tweeted that, I believe. Yeah, oh, and, did she? Okay. Yeah, right. tweeted that. I don't know about the ball, but she said she would do it for from NBA. Yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah. Mm, I want the ball, too. Let's go. I didn't even really think about it. <laughs> I think part. you should do them both. I, I, I keep saying three rounds, one on each line with each ball. Oh, the winner okay. By, okay. The <laughs> winner by aggregate gets it on their, their court of choice. JVT, it, make, make, come up with the all-star game. Great idea right there. Oh, I, 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 I've got shot. If Steph shot the shorter three with the lighter ball, would he then like slump for a month after like the home run derby? <laughs> I know, dude, right? <laughs> well, like, I, 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 It'd be crazy. I do think that would be the objection from both sides, right? Like, <laughs> they, I mean, I, I and I kind of get it. The, the, those guys shoot so many, so many basketballs during the course of a year. And then, I and wouldn't want to their... shoot, shoot a different one for like a <laughs> night of competition. Like, yeah, that would, I, yeah, I think the home run derby is the perfect comp, and this is probably more severe than that. And I, I don't know that I would want to do that at all. 
then when they get back to their respective sports, like Ionescu's just like banking shots. You know what I mean? She's going way too hard. <laughs> he's just shooting them really strong. And then Curry, it's all just short. Air balls. He's just, he's, yeah. Air balling everything. <laughs> <laughs> I like your idea, though, James. You can't, you can't make one switch to the other. If you're going to actually do that, then I think Steph's got to – you got to do a round with the WNBA ball. I'm yeah, with you. exactly. Yep, and then you choose. And then I've got a great idea for a one-on-one tournament, but then the loser gets executed. Like, it's, but it, it's it's, it's working. We're working on it. We're working. On I'm it. like now, now you're now. I love this idea. I love that Steph kind of brought this up and it caught on on social media. And it sounds like it's actually probably going to be a thing. Right? Has the NBA said anything about this, or is just all of us just wondering about this? No, it's a it's it was it's reported by Shams. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's the part I missed. I heard everybody talking about it. I don't know the yeah, no, it's, is actually and they're doing it for like charity or whatever it is. But okay, like, great. Screw, screw charity. Yeah, right? like Let's I go. love. The, I mean, yeah, not screw charity, but I'm kind of with you here, James. I love the idea of this so much that I'm going to be the guy who's like kind of outraged by any rules that give any person an advantage. And yes, I think they're all going to yes. give Steph Curry the advantage, and that's going <laughs> to. I'm going to be the guy that's like, well, this wasn't a true competition. There. This really wasn't. I stand on business. Screw charity. <laughs> <laughs> no, go, go with JVT's rules. He just set it out for you. Go. Let's go with this. Yep. Uh, all right, cool. So like, rate, review, subscribe. Those are my rules. So please abide by them. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow on this Friday. Zach and Kelly will have you on Friday for Hardwood Handicappers. Good luck, everybody. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.